You sisters know that my skin has been glowing lately, and I'm here to tell you my secret. Oak Essentials. You've heard us talk about their line of luxurious products before, and we're so excited to have them as a sponsor of OK Sister Podcast because now you can join in on the glowy goodness. You know Oak Essentials is legit because it was created by none other than our favorite brand ever, Jenny Kane. Oak Essentials is known for its simple approach to self-care with a lineup of foundational skincare staples made with high-quality ingredients that drive results. It aims to unlock healthy, glowing skin with decadent and hydrating ingredients that give you a luxe, dewy glow. I won't shut up about the Moisture Rich Balm. It's a nutrient-rich balm that supports collagen production and delivers serious hydration for a luminous glow. And a luminous glow indeed. The way my skin feels like butter after applying this balm. This balm will make you never want to wear makeup again. And you can apply generously during your night routine to lock in moisture as you dream. It's the definition of beauty sleep. Treat yourself or someone else this season. You sisters will get 15% off and a free organic honey-based restorative mask with their first order. Oh my God, what a deal. When you use code OKSIS15 at checkout. That's right. 15% off plus a gift with your first order at O-A-K-E-S-S-E-N-T-I-A-L-S.com. Promo code OKSIS15, OKAYSIS15. Go ahead and treat yourself. From luxurious skincare to meaningful self care, you deserve it. Welcome to OKSIS. We are two cultural observers and curious minds who happen to be related. I'm Scout. And I'm Maddie. Get ready for some serious sororal energy as we chat about and comment on one another's current fixation of the week. Ready, ready sisters? Hello, welcome back. Hi, sisters. How are you? How are you? I feel like I haven't talked to you in a while, Scout. I know. It's because we took last week off. We didn't record anything last week. So much happened. I have so many thoughts. At the end of our New York trip, I was like, I'm done speaking forever. I have no more thoughts. I have nothing left to say. And then two days went by, and now I have all of the thoughts. Yep, all of the thoughts. That's right. Uh, For those who are new, I am Scout. I'm Maddie. And we are Sisters IRL, and we are the Sisters Behind OKSIS Podcast. Yes, this is true. Um, let's just get right into it. Let's yeah, do a we pop have culture so, roundup. We have so much to discuss. There's so much to discuss. Let's start chronologically. Um, one is... Uh, Hello? <laughs> what are you There's trying to so say? much. I'm trying to recategorize it all. Just uh, come up with the first one that's no, in your head. Ka- yeah, Caitlin and uh, Jason. Yeah, Caitlin from The Bachelorette is now dating Jason, and they are all over Instagram. They're all over Insta. They're very Insta official. Um, they're not afraid to show us their love, especially on her podcast. She has featured him, and they've talked about the relationship. It's very strong. They're clearly in love. She said that she feels as if she went on The Bachelorette to meet Jason. She said that about Sean. I know. Like, many times. I understand, but she said that. And anyways, everyone should also... I mean, they're clearly already in love. Everyone should also listen to when Sean Booth was on Ashley I'm afraid to listen to that episode. Ben's um, uh, podcast. It is really sad. They keep pausing because Sean kind of like starts to cry and they have to like take breaks it's devastating I mean I'm still not over their breakup yeah it 
it, I don't know how she's it was, over it. It was so very quickly. fast. It was a very fast transition. I think she was mourning the relationship for a bit longer than he was. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's hard to see your ex move on so quickly, but that's just how she felt. I was moment, reading I some of the comments on their latest post on Caitlyn's Instagram, and someone was very concerned because all they seem to do together is drink. Who? Caitlin and Jason. Oh, I mean, yeah, they're in the honeymoon phase. Yeah, they're they're boozing it up a little bit. Yeah, but he seems like such a respectful person. Okay, you made so much fun of me on one of these episodes when I said Jason was good looking. I, I still don't think he is. Oh, I think he's good looking. Uh, well, I think he's better looking now that he changed his hair. Yeah, the hair had to go. That's my. That was my only nitpicky thing about him was okay. the hair. He okay. looked like... Like an old man with the slicked backed hair. It was like this greasy, like it was like no. a mobster situation. Yeah, not not good. Well, he now has a, be- he has a beautiful up. face. He does. He has a very gentle face. You know, I'm happy for them. I think this might be like I think they might be each other's one. I mean, let's hope. Let's hope. I think his intentions are are right. No, he's a good guy. Yeah. Okay. Great. I just feel terrible for Sean. And then, um, in parallel with the Batch Nation. Ben Higgins today announced. just announced that he's he has a girlfriend. Someone. Finally, Ben. Finally. Finally. And she looks so, so cute. I need to like look into it a bit more. He basically just slid into this random girl's DMs. I, I have a feeling she's not a random girl. You think we he's need, a friend of a friend? Yeah. We need to look her up and, and investigate a little uh, deeper. But she is very cute looking. It seems like he has been... Um, keeping this under wraps for a while and for a couple months, yeah. And I think that's that's Smart. wise, yeah. Smart. But it's I've but it's so funny because we all were just like feeling sorry for him for so long. Well, like, Ben is like to come out of the Bachelor franchise, the ultimate catch. He is so adorable. He's so adorable, yeah. and he, the he fact that he so hasn't normal. been. Lauren has literally dated like three people since they broke up, and Ben hasn't been able to find a girlfriend. I and know. now here we go. Here I we go. Know. So happy for I'm him. I'm so happy I for wish him. You all of, all of the love. Ben Higgins, you deserve everything. You deserve it all. Okay, great. Now moving right along. We are whipping through. Yeah, these. we're whipping through the the pop culture roundup. Malia Obama was photographed drinking out of a bottle of Whispering Angel, which is just like hashtag goals. Okay, she deserves to have a drink, of course, and it's the best rosé. How old is she? Like nineteen? Yeah, she deserves. She's a drink. on spring break, taking Living a break from up. Harvard. She needs a little wine. So wait, who released the photo? I don't know. It was like some paparazzi. She was on. She was in a bathing suit, like at. A re- like a hotel it seemed like interesting yeah she's not really careful about hiding well i, I mean if like. i were her i would like not give a fuck yeah just because it's her life we've is so put sheltered. her through enough we have put already. her through enough exactly let her little at all let her be a basic bitch drinking whispering angel let her have some rosé oh gosh i'm great. all for, i'm for it i'm yes, here for I'm it i'm totally here for it okay next up glossier just dropped their next product it is called Milky Oil. It's a micellar water, which means it is the first step of a double cleansing process. Oh, so, my God. This double cleansing shit. I don't know about it. Listen. Okay. I'm listening. You know your wipes that you use to take off your makeup? Yes. And then do you wash your face with cleanser after? Yeah. It's you double same. cleanse. Okay. Fine. So, fuck you. But not, I don't double cleanse every night. Only when I wear makeup, which is like never. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. You're only supposed to double cleanse when you wear makeup? No, you could do it every day. It just gets 
it gets it doesn't matter if you're just wearing makeup you're also exposed to so many bacteria and things just walking around and, and environmental depressors is that a word um yeah no i hear you that it's nice to just really do a deep clean hmm. uh, anyway so i bought it obviously i got the email that morning and then went to the store in the you evening you're such a glossier whore to buy it yeah proud you're like a slave to them yeah i will purchase anything they put out for sure I only have the zit stick and that shit did not work. I actually put on the zit stick this morning and it did work. I was so excited when you got it for me for my birthday, but it really didn't work. It's all it is is benzoyl peroxide. So you can't say that it didn't work because it's like branding and whatever. It's that that particular ingredient just doesn't work. Or maybe it's not in a high high enough concentration. Exactly. Exactly. So it didn't work for you is what you need to say. Okay, sorry. It didn't work for me. Thank you. Anyways, tried it last night because I use the Bioderma micellar water to take off my makeup. Um, so it's essentially the same thing, but it has a little oily tint to it, which I love because it just makes your face feel so soft afterwards. And then you do a cleanse with their Milky Jelly Cleanser. I have a skincare update. Okay. The Dr. Dennis Gross acne eliminating pads are actually really, really working. My scars are going down. They've awesome. reduced 50%. I'm not kidding. Wow. And I haven't had any new acne in the last week and a half. It's just slowly diminishing the acne that I have right now. Mm-hmm. Can't you tell the difference? It's yeah. It's way subdued. Yeah. It's it not does. 100% there, but. Um, Lauren Everts, who we interviewed last night, who will come on next week. If you're listening to show me the next episode, she told me just to stick with Dr. Dennis Gross. And I think that's a really smart move because mm-hmm. clearly his products work for me. So I think I'm going to go and buy yeah. his other products. Yeah, he is very based in science and um, skincare technology. I think he's, re- I mean, he's very. And they're not I think expensive. It's re- the acne eliminating pads was like 24 bucks. And I've literally. Maybe thirty-four dollars. Oh, his exfoliants are his exfoliants though. are expensive. Yeah. The the peel pads, those yeah. are expensive. But his acne eliminating one was like thirty-four bucks, and it's lasted me well over a month. Maybe I should try that on my chin. You should. It burns. It like literally. I love burns when skincare skin burns. Off. I love it when it burns because it feels like it's working. Yeah, you feel like it's working. Oh, I love that. Amazing. Ever since having a baby, I've been extremely conscious about what I spend my money on and which products I use. And clothing is no different. I want my wardrobe to be sustainable, good quality, and timeless. You have to be talking about Whimsy and Row, right? Whimsy and Row is an LA grown, eco conscious brand born out of the love for cute, comfy, and classic styles. Every piece is made by women for women. Quality goods, local production, natural and organic fabrics. Yes, please give me all the linens. Just like OK Sister, Whimsy and Row is based on the idea that women are multidimensional. There's a balance of flirty feminine and minimal masculine in all of our wardrobes, and Whimsy and Row means exactly that. From special occasions to everyday effortless styles, their clothing is meant to mix and match and wear on repeat. I have been wearing their Kira pant in black linen probably three times a week. Sisters, if you've been listening to this podcast or following me on Instagram, you know that Whimsy and Rose Kira Pant in Black Linen is a sisterhood staple at this point. Founder Rachel Temko created the brand back in 2014 because she wanted to create an approachable and inclusive brand that cared for the people and the planet first. Get the full Whimsy experience IRL at their Venice location or shop online at whimsyandrow.com. Their store in Venice is so cute, I can attest. And if you're in LA, I highly recommend stopping by. They are always putting on these amazing community events. They just launched their spring-summer collection and we will be living in it all summer long. 
Visit their website, whimsyandrow.com. That's W-H-I-M-S-Y-A-N-D-R-O-W.com and use code OKSISTER for 15% off. Sisters, my goal these days is to always look put together when I leave the house. Nothing over the top or super dressed up or anything like that. I just want to look put together and feel good about what I'm wearing in an effortless yet refined way. When I look at my closet every single morning and think about what I can wear that is chic and intentional, I usually end up grabbing one of my Jenny Kane sweaters and I always end up loving the way I look and the way I feel in them. You all know, sisters, that when I envision my highest self, I am wearing Jenny Kane. Their sweaters are the quintessential must-have item. I cannot stop wearing my Marina set. I throw it on and immediately feel like I'm in a Nancy Myers movie, like I could just walk on the beach in Santa Barbara. It is the coastal grandma aesthetic. My favorite Jenny Kane sweater right now is their everyday sweater in taupe. This is the definition of a staple that every woman must have in their wardrobe. Sisters, trust me on this one. I wear it with leggings, oversized jeans and a little kitten heel or a silk maxi skirt. Legit, Mads and I are so obsessed with wearing our Johnny Kane sweaters that we've literally shown up both wearing the same sweater once. The white alpaca cocoon crew neck, which is this deliciously oversized sweater. Yeah, that moment takes the cake. Both of us walking in with our matching Jenny Kane sweaters. We're obsessed. Can't take them off. Wearing them every day. The type of staples that save your outfit. That is what I love about their entire collection. It is truly the art of simplicity. They focus on comfort, quality, and timeless design. So you can curate a wardrobe that never goes out of style. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use code OKSIS at checkout. That's 15% off your first order, J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, promo code OKSIS. O-K-A-Y-S-I-S. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Okay, sisters, let's talk about hair shedding. Does the craziness of everyday life leave you stressed and shedding? Since having kids, have you started seeing a little more of your scalp? Hi, I've been there. When it comes to thinning hair, there are many root causes at play, and Nutrafol addresses them through a multi-targeted, whole-body approach. Ugh, thinning hair just isn't the vibe. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist-recommended hair growth supplement with over one million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster-growing hair with less shedding. Amen. Everyone's root causes of hair thinning are different, so a one-size-fits-all approach to hair growth just doesn't cut it. Nutrafol has multiple formulas that are tailored to give your hair what it needs to grow through different stages, such as postpartum, like me. After I gave birth, I noticed that around the crown of my head, my hair was shedding. I've been taking Nutrafol for almost three months at this point, and I am not kidding you when my husband, my friends, my family have been commenting on how long, strong, and healthy my hair has been looking lately. I mean, sisters, if you've been watching OK Sister on YouTube, you've seen my hair. While many supplements rely solely on ingredient studies, Nutrafol clinically tests final formulations to ensure their efficacy. In a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after taking Nutrafol women's hair growth supplement for six months. I mean, 86% is a lot of women. 
Take their hair wellness quiz on Nutrafol.com for a personalized hair health plan based on your specific root causes. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code OKSIS. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code OKSIS. That's Nutrafol.com, promo code OKSIS. Okay. This Last but not the, least. The biggest story of The biggest all. story that will probably take us half the episode to unpack. So... We have heard news that Tristan Thompson, the asshole in all of his own glory, has hooked up with none other than Kylie Jenner's best friend, Jordan Woods. Okay, and for those who don't know who he is, that is his Chloe's Chloe Kardashian's boyfriend and baby baby daddy. daddy. Yeah. I just. I can't even formulate my thoughts so around part of, this. Part of me like thinks it's a publicity stunt, but I it, don't understand why Jordan would agree to such a detrimental publicity there's stunt. There's no way this is a publicity stunt. Is she just that dumb? She's that dumb. Oh my god! I, Sorry, I, I don't like calling women dumb on no, our podcast, no, no. but like that was a bad move. This was a monumental mistake on her part. I don't care how drunk you get. I don't care. She has been with Kylie through every single blow up and and um scandal yeah. and everything she knows how this family works she knows the ins and outs she has been literally in it she is part of she their family kylie. she lives with kylie she understands how they function she's not like she didn't know tristan was an asshole and didn't cheat on chloe before like what was she like she, of course she knows my who he question is. my question is is kylie gonna drop her of course she has to Chloe is her sister. I know, but I just have a really weird feeling that Kylie's not going to drop her. And she's going to forgive her, and then Chloe and Kylie will never speak again. I think that's what's going to happen. No I'm way. I'm calling that right now. So, um, I've been listening to a ton of podcasts of people just, like, ripping this to shreds because I'm so fascinated by this shit. And so the Morning Toast said the only, only explanation for this is that they've somehow, like, been having an affair and they're like actually in love and they're going and they're and they because look, this is the the details of what happened. It was this past Sunday night at Tristan Thompson's house in L.A., which LOL didn't know he had his own house in L.A. That's not Chloe's. OK, besides the fact he had a party that Jordan Woods attended. None of the other Kardashians attended, but Jordan Woods was there and there was a like a writer, like a reporter there. So obviously he's like very um open yeah uh nonchalant about who he like brings into his house and they were just making out in the public so like if you wanted to keep this under wraps there are ways to do it you could get a hotel room you could meet them in the back you could like you don't just make out in In front of a reporter no in front of the whole party like you don't think anyone is going to say something it's just wild and then she left at seven in the morning so she like slept over it it's like they wanted to get caught. Unless there's also another explanation that Chloe and Tristan are done and they just haven't announced that yet. 
to the world and Jordan hooked up with him after they broke up, which would still be fucked up, but not as bad. Oh, they've been done for a while, I believe. I think so they've they been might waiting. Not have, yeah, they might not have even be together. It doesn't matter, he, She shouldn't have done it. Yes, I completely agree. But it's also not, it, it makes it m- like worse if they were still together, but I don't think they're still together. I don't, I, yeah, I agree. I really don't think they're still together. They People have just been speculating because they, they haven't been pictured together. She yeah. hasn't been in Cleveland. Um, but... And that's she, why but like she like Jordan Woods, no, just this is she off shouldn't limits. have done it. This it is was, off. Yeah, it was limits. a really and she she should have known better, especially with the publicity that was gonna uncover this entire scandal. And also just what had happened with Kristen or Tristan previously. Yeah, how he cheated on her. Like Jordan knows the pattern. She knows what happens. She's going to God, be Chloe canceled. cannot catch a fucking break. That she needs poor to meet a Jewish man. That poor woman. It has just had the worst luck with relationships. She just, and you could tell she has such a big heart and all she wanted was a child. And now she got it with this stupid cheating. I know. Asshole. And she went through the whole situation with Lamar. It's just terrible what's happened to her. Yeah, this poor woman. She just wants to fucking be with her baby and shut everyone out. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Leave her alone. Yeah. Now I'm <sighs> with you. All right. Well, we hope we pray for your Kylie and Chloe. We're really excited to see what unfolds. Yeah. Well, we'll have to keep Oy. the OK Sisters tuned. Oh, my God. OK. Let's do the word of the week. Word of the week. I really love this this word. I'm it is excited. Sapiophile. Someone who is attracted to intelligence or intelligent people. This attraction can be romantic and or sexual. Ooh, so, I love that. Yeah. Wait, say it again. Sapiophile. Sapiophile. Is it a, is it a noun? It's a noun. Like I'm a you, sapiophile. Yeah, you're attracted to people's intelligence rather than, or you you you. I'm hold, attracted to both. You hold intelligence as higher than. Yeah, I have the h- smartest attract- and uh, hottest physical. husband in the game. Okay, just saying. That's your prerogative. What? what? <laughs> he is the what smartest. What am I going to say? Well, sorry, Ben yes. is also very attractive and very smart. Exactly. We um, both landed good ones. Yes, as we've said before. Um, no, but I, I like this. I didn't know that there was a word for this. Where did you, f- you find this? Um, in my current fixation, which we will talk next. Um, but, no, I just love that this, there's a word that encompasses this because I, f- I feel this way. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm definitely on board with this I, one. I definitely hold intelligence as, like, a very, very yeah, high you sa- value. You said the best thing someone can compliment you is saying you're articulate rather than beautiful, which I love. Absolutely. Yeah, I would uh, rather, Hands yeah. down. Hands down. I mean, I wouldn't want to be, like, super ugly, but, you know... <laughs> Being articulate is good, too. Are you saying that you're not super ugly? Yeah, I am saying that I'm not super (laughs) ugly. I think I'm beautiful. Thank you very much. You are a beautiful, Scout. Thanks. Oh, great. What a great word. Okay, now fixations. We we just have an outline tonight, and we are going for it. We're going for it. I'm tired. Oh, yeah. Like, I can't tell. Yeah, Mads, literally all day long, she has not been able to keep her eyes open. I don't know what's going on with her. I'm either, like, in a state of homeostasis. Maybe it's the keto. I mean, something's up because I am. You know, you're supposed to get tired when your body um, gets used to not eating carbs. I mean, yeah. The brain fog is in full force. It might be the keto. I am just. Just keep going through it. It'll it'll subside eventually. Uh, yeah. I'm going to keep plugging and chugging. Not sure that was the right wording, but. Well, we'll I'm take gonna it. Ki- I'm going <laughs> to persevere. We'll take it. 
Oh, okay. Fixation. Okay, so my current fixation, I'm really bummed I'm not wearing it right now. I totally forgot to put it on. Is my new hair beret. It is so cute. No, hair beret, not beret. Oh, I thought it was beret. No, beret is like the French uh, hat. Oh, beret. Sorry. Beret. Beret. Yes. Okay, so I bought a white beret. <laughs> <laughs> and I have been wearing it on the right side of my hair. And it's so cute. And it makes me feel Parisian. And just like, it just adds a little oomph to my day. And I love it. So sweet. This has been such a nice little hair clip trend going on lately. If you've noticed, it's all over Instagram. People are wearing like three. I want to get like so many and put like four in a row on my head. I think that's overkill, but I, I, I see where you're going. Okay, I'll, I'll settle with three. Perfect. I think three is the magic number in the barrette. The barrette world. Uh, industry. <laughs> it's so cute. It's such a good trend. I'm loving it. Yeah. Yeah, not sure I'm not. I'm going to get on that train, but... Well, I will have enough barrettes for the both of us. Also, I went to this amazing meditation intention-setting event at Heyday the other weekend, and it was hosted by Tara from How You Glow, and she's coming out with a line of barrettes. She's like this cutest little, little, little... She looks like a little button. She's so cute, and she was wearing all these barrettes in her hair, and they have crystal... Because she's a crystal... Healer mm-hmm. and technology. Oh, I love how she said crystal technology. Mm-hmm. Love. I just loved how she put the put the technology in there. Okay, the more science. By sorry, going. I'm going on rant. Anyways, she's coming out with a line of barrettes that has oh crystals on it. Okay, let me know the minute that launches. I want some of that. Yeah, because you're really into the crystal gang. And she uh, gave us all crystals, and I put them around my room. Oh, that's so cute. Look at you getting woo woo. I don't feel any different. Okay, well you're. Not <laughs> <laughs> oh my god you're missing the fucking point i thought they're supposed to like exude energy i don't feel anything okay well maybe you're just not in tune with energy have you ever thought about that oh my god all right moving right along what's your current fixation my current fixation oh my god i'm nervous is the tv show dating around on netflix oh my god, it's excruciating it is incredible it is so excruciating one of the best Although I see the things appeal. I've binged lately. She made us so, watch the first episode the okay, other so night. Just to, just to clarify, it's this new dating reality show on Netflix, but it's filmed in a way that seems like it's scripted, essentially. Or se- it seems as though it's not scripted, but it's it's edited and filmed in a very high-quality way. Like, it doesn't look like reality t- TV. Yes, it does. No, it doesn't. It doesn't look like The Bachelor. Okay, I see what you mean. No, like, I'm, yeah, I'm talking about, like, the, the lighting and the way it films and just okay, how it feels. Okay. The Whatever. cinematography. There we go. The cinematography. Um, and it just exposes, like, the nuance and the discomfort. The discomfort is and right. the little, little joys that come out of a first date. And just, like, the body language and the way people speak and how they get nervous and then how they get over their nerves. You see the course of that and how there's those awkward moments. There's also those really gentle moments. It is wild. It makes me never, ever want to date again. But um, it also highlights a lot of different types of couples, which I think is pretty admirable. So you see like a gay couple. You see a lesbian couple, an older couple. Um, yeah, the first straight. one we watched was just like a white straight male. And so of, course they had, of course they had to start with that. that All the boring. other ones are really, really enticing. And he picked such a weirdo. Yeah. Um, but it also, I also love it because it covers a different type of New York each episode. It's all based in, D- in New oh, York. Oh, I didn't know but that. 
But what I'm what I mean by that is like the older couple obviously has a different taste of what a first date is rather than like a young gay couple, you know? Well, the young straight couples were just taking shots after shots. Yeah, because they're nervous. Oh my god. I would they for were like sure be downing shots. tequila. Yeah. On a first them. date. That's crazy. I think I would do that on a first date. Just I would not. I would stick not to like, wine. Okay, but not like so many shots, but just to like get the nerves. Like I don't know. I also look ridiculous when I take a shot, so it'd be super embarrassing. That's very true. Anyways, so I just want to point out this show is incredible. Like the, the Bachelor's pure fantasy, and this is raw realism. I can see that. Although the Bachelor does have the cringeworthy moments. Yeah, but that's all edited. Yeah. The thing about I love about dating around is the producers are very outside of the show. They are not interfering at all. They're not telling people what to say. They just let it happen. So you yeah. know it is actually real. Yeah, I can see that. Love it. Okay, so this episode we're doing a fix me up, ladies and gentlemen. On our favorite topic. I would say Maddie's favorite topic. <laughs> it's not necessarily my favorite topic, but I do, enjoy, I do enjoy it, but it's not my favorite topic. A topic we've, we've been bringing up a Quite lot. A lot of times. <laughs> yeah. So we just thought it deserved a whole episode of digging deep into. Dun, Which dun, is? Dun, Are dun, you going to tell them? I'm drum rolling. Busy bragging. Woo. So we're going to talk about busy bragging culture, the epidemic of busyness, the There's glorification I, of being busy. I have so many thoughts. I have so many thoughts on this. All right. Do you want me to start? Um. Yeah. Let me just define uh, bi- the culture okay, yeah. and the moment yeah, yeah, that yeah, we're having. So essentially the culture of busy bragging means we measure our performance based on how busy we are rather than the output or the results that we are uh, putting out essentially okay um so in the u.s like one can we're we've been conditioned to kind of have a good guess on how rich somebody is based on how long their work hours are you know mm-hmm. if someone says like oh i worked like 20 or i don't know what's a long 12 work day? Hours. 12 hours um you usually perceive them as being more successful or more rich or whatever the case is um and there's also this perception that a busy person has these coveted human capital characteristics such as competence competence or ambition so we perceive them as super ambitious so like if you quote-unquote do have time then maybe you're not as desirable maybe you don't have those qualities or you're not as in demand as those people who are busy I thought so that that's w- the perception I thought there was also an interesting thing that busy bragging um people are also exaggerating how busy they are so they actually aren't as busy as they claim to be but they just perceive that as being a way to show people they're successful so they make up that they're super busy exactly so which is like really weird yeah so there's a study according to gq 51 percent of millennials admit to pretending to be busier than they actually are and yeah i mean it go it, it goes into this this cycle of you just make up little tasks to keep yourself busy so that you can somehow feel you're valued and that you're quote unquote checking off things off the checklist that shouldn't have even been there in the first place. But here's where I find a problem with busy bragging. I don't think you should busy brag. First of all, let's just say that I think that's ridiculous and it's stupid and it's like this competitive thing that people do with one another and it makes no sense. Mm -hmm. But on the same token, if you really want to start something and be an entrepreneur and or excel in your career 
you need to be working a lot in order for it to take off and really go places. People, I think, underestimate the amount of work it really takes to get something off the ground, and it's very difficult to get something off the ground. So in many cases, being busy, there's no way to not be busy if you're in certain industries. Look, that is a completely different thing than what we're talking about. So being busy is one thing. Yes. Bragging about being busy is what we're talking about. You can be busy. It's great to if that is Yeah, but some of these articles that I read were shitting on people who are too busy. And they were saying you need to spend more time for yourself and you need to put more emphasis on your friendships and I your social circles a, and stuff like that. A, I mean, that's a aspect of it. But what I'm more so talking about is the person who's bragging, who's bragging. And when you say, like, how are you? And they're like, oh, I'm so busy. Like, I'm just doing this and this. And blah, 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 blah. But what if, like, you really are busy? Like, are you just not supposed to say that you're busy? Like, I drive up to Los Angeles for three to four days out of the week. So when I, my think, friends, I think you have to be so more my friends, intentional my about why you're saying you're busy. When my friends want to see me, I'm fucking busy. I am. I barely have time for my husband. I barely have time for myself at times because I'm traveling for work every single week. So I am busy. Am I, I not know. supposed to say that I'm busy? I think it's more so the intention behind it. Okay. There seems to be this... This... Um, glorification yeah like it's it's like if i just tell you how busy i am and i list every single part of my life and and every stress that i'm experiencing and everything i've accomplished then you will think of me as superior yes that's that's the issue and we need to unlearn that as a society that's more so I also what it is. Also, people equate busyness to productivity, which I think which is, is incorrect. Which is incorrect. And they also equate it to sig- significant and value-adding activities, which also, is not necessarily the I case. also want to talk about the pursuit of being busy has also led to extreme burnout mm-hmm. rates. So I had a year where I was working 60 to 80-hour weeks. And I was extremely busy, but also extremely productive. I really, my results were there. I was pumping out productive Mm -hmm. work um, constantly every week. But I I experienced an intense burnout that took me months to recover from. It was so intense. Like I was literally just fried. And so I think that in the pursuit of being busy or throwing yourself in a project that you love, you really do need to know when to turn things off because um, our dad always said there's always more work to do. There's mm-hmm. always something you could be doing. So you need to understand that and really shut off at least once a week for a day or two yeah, just to fully recharge your batteries because you do not want to reach burnout. Yeah. No, I mean, and burnout is like a whole other, we should do a whole nother fix me up on burnout, but um, I think well, they go hand in hand. They go hand in hand, but it but this is more so the re- the the very specific part of of bragging about it, even and boasting about it. That's what mm-hmm. I want to talk. I'm not talking about like like I'm I'm talking about people who truly think that this is the only way to success. Also, in all honesty, the only people that are extremely busy are parents. I know. So I read an article of, of people. It's like signs that you're busy bragging. You don't. You don't. One, have you kids. don't have kids. <laughs> like you're not busy. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're getting a full night's sleep. You're not busy. Like it's just that's not true. That's not true. Though. Okay. But what I'm saying is, 
you're not as busy as the uh, per, an actual busy person. It's just it's it's just more so like numbers. Yeah. But it's okay. Like it's it's I don't know. We I don't know why we're like so obsessed with filling every single moment and even if we were to be like, okay, let's make our days more efficient, then that frees up time and then we and then this like for some reason this guilt settles in. It's this perpetual cycle. This guilt settles in that we're supposed to be doing more you know we have a free time oh my god I have to fill this time with something productive or something to do and I think social media has played a huge role in that because we look on our phones we see people doing things doing more and we are you fall victim to this a lot I fall victim to it that is true you have an issue with wanting to do wanting more. to do more yeah but um I re- uh, in a Harvard Business Review they talked about practicing essentialism so Really just picking out the essentials to your day that need to be done. Really prioritizing, figuring out what, you know, and maybe that mean. what does that mean for you specifically? Mm-hmm. This is what it's so hard is that this practice is, is going to be, it's going to look different for every person. And if that means saying no to a cool opportunity, that, and that's what it means. You yeah. know, it's just like you need to know knowing I think in the workplace today, especially as someone in their 20s, learning their boundaries and when to turn on and off work is a very, very tricky balance. Mm-hmm. But it is a huge strength if you can figure out where you lie on that spectrum. Yeah, because then, you know, your boundaries, then you can be the full productive successful working human being that you are while also being a whole successful human being right and yeah i mean those i think can be intertwined but um wait i also want to read this quote from harvard business review they said this bubble is being enabled by an unholy alliance between three powerful trends smartphones social media and extreme consumerism the result is not just information overload but opinion overload we are more aware than at any time in history of what everyone else is doing and therefore what we quote-unquote should be doing in the process we have been sold a bill of goods that success means being supermen and superwomen who can get it all done of course we backdoor brag about being busy it's code for being successful and important i think that sums it up really really eloquently but something that I was listening um, to the Almost 30 podcast, actually, the um, they had Light Walkins on, who is a meditation guru. Actually, my boyfriend's meditation guru, which is which is funny that they had him on. But he said something so simple, but it really it really stuck with me. He's like, why do we love social media so much? It's because every because we crave newness. And it's so true. Like every time. I pick up my phone. I'm so excited to go to Instagram because it's something new, something fresh and it's, and it's exciting. Mm -hmm. But even him just saying that and me being cognizant of why I'm even going there and recognizing that that's the reason has made me stop a little bit. So basically what we need from what I'm gathering from what you're saying is that we need to have an awareness of what we're doing. We mm-hmm. need to prioritize efficiency over being busy mm-hmm. and we need to sort of balance our time and shift the perspective yeah. as to what constitutes a productive human being. Exactly. And that looks different for every person. Mm-hmm. And I think start praising results and quality over being quote unquote busy. mindlessly busy exactly i think that's kind of where it is also just 
let's stop like let's chart let's start reorienting like being busy is not a badge of honor no matter how you see it in your eyes projecting that out I don't and trying to make it a badge of honor is just it it for some reason is being successful a badge of honor yeah but that's not being busy but a lot of successful people are busy yeah but they don't brag about their busyness but they're still busy okay but they probably also have great self-care practices and know their boundaries. So, yeah, so it's all it comes all back to knowing your boundaries. Exactly. But I think instead what what we should be doing instead of bragging about how packed our days are, we we share what gives us meaning and fulfillment. Yes. And that can be work. Work, that can be things that are keeping you busy, but it's just this negative it's this like competitive uh um language it's around almost it. like being a martyr or like a masochist yeah like it's just it, it's it's fine to be busy i think it's just it's just the way we're we're saying it and the perpetuation of this like competitiveness yeah, against one another exactly um no i'm with you i hear you i hear you yeah i don't know i just i i really i think it's this cultural phenomenon and it's an ep- it's an epidemic it's and and when you brag about it, people see that as this badge of honor and that they are supposed to be busy and then they don't they don't feel worth they feel worthless. And then they just try to get busy to get busy. And it really has to be rooted in intention. It has to be rooted in what your purpose is, why you're being busy. And and so I want to talk about Harvard University did a study that about. It's about 50 to 55 hours. Anything after that, the output begins to drop significantly. So they say working 70 hours per week yields the same input as a 55-hour week. Yeah. So I think that's where the boundary comes in. Like, there's always more you can be doing, but that doesn't mean you're going to be the best version of yourself and at work. Yeah, and it's not going to be efficient. Yeah. The, pr- the, the, the result is, n- is going to be subpar. Yeah. Interesting. I also like this idea... Um, uh, I read an article, I don't remember which one it was, but they talked about how um, our generation has dropped religion and instead adopted a hustle culture. And hustling and busyness has kind of become our generation's new religion. Yeah, your your boy Gary V has... My boy Gary V. Has really oh, yeah. Perpetuated I that stand by culture. Gary V. I okay. stand by him 100%. I mean... He's, he's a little re- no. He's a realist. If you want to really truly build something, you need to hustle your ass off. That's why. That's why a lot of people aren't successful because it's so hard, and people don't understand. This is where I get a little bit conflicted because people don't understand how much work it really takes to make things successful. That's why there's so many failures, entrepreneurial failures, and. It's a really, I mean, it's it's a rough spot to be. You have to give up a lot of time with your family, a lot of time with your friends. You need to give up a lot to kind of push something off the ground. And people aren't willing to work that hard. They might be willing to brag about how busy they are, but a lot of people aren't willing to work as hard as it really takes to build a multi-million dollar business. True, but the only thing I I just dislike about his approach is that there's no time to cultivate a self outside of work mm-hmm. and there's no time or space to care for yourself if you ever do take time to care for yourself it always has to be looped back into the work and I just don't ascribe to that and 
I work very hard. You know, I but don't. I don't. Know. I don't. I think that I need to take time for myself to recharge in order to be to show up as my best self. See, I don't know. I don't know his opinion on self care. Um, that is an interesting thing. I'm gonna look into it because he might very well say go recharge. We don't know that. No, He's I was I was reading an an article. It's like every everything you do is so efficient and it's so it's always reeling back into the hustle mm-hmm. and it's just like a per, it's like even if you're re, even if it's self-care it's through an approach of hustle culture which is just like mm-hmm. way too overstimulating for me i love hustle culture I, see i thrive off of it okay i get high off it i think that's because is that is that because i'm a workaholic i don't know it might be which i guess is not good uh, I don't know. I I mean, I think workaholism is also playing into this whole God, this com- is complicated. Yeah, it's very complicated. There's such a fine line between being productive and being competitive. Yeah. I hope I'm productive. I think you are. I don't really brag about how busy I am. No, you don't. The, that's what we're ta- that's what I'm saying. It's two different things. Yeah, 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 I hear you. It's this it's this bragging and then it's just quietly being determined and Mm -hmm. doing getting your shit done that's fine yeah it's the boasting about it that gives me like a a pit in my stomach i hear you i feel like we're really passionate about this subject i'm so passionate about it it's the like hustle today like go hard it's a monday get that shit done it's like that language too aggressive for you you know what i mean yeah it's just like come on just Let's let's just get the work done and go home, take a bath. All right. See, I find it motivating. Mm, no, I think it's bullshit. Well, to each their own. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> Whatever works for you. No, exactly. And that's what we're trying to convey here is that I've, it, it's just. It, but don't pretend to be busy. Yeah, let's. That's, that's, really that's just ridiculous. So, OK, so this is the challenge coming off of this. Fix me up. Next time someone asks you, how's work? How are you doing? Whatever. Just try to fight the urge to say, oh, I'm so busy. And, and you know people say it that way in this, like, oh, I'm so, this so, sucks. I'm so busy. I'm, yeah. like, try, I'm, you know, burned, whatever. Just try to reorient it because you probably, if you really love being busy and you love your work, let's try to reorient it to say, like, wow, I, I feel a lot of fulfillment from my job right now. And I feel really ex- That's how I approach it. Yeah, it's like I'm adding value yeah um yeah for sure right now it's i there's so much meaning in my life and in my work i think if you just kind of just there needs to be a different approach to it and a different language okay so the sisters are gonna start no the sisters are going to stop busy bragging mm-hmm. and instead find fulfillment purpose and balance in all of our lives and wa- ways to express that that comes off as you're still successful and you're still a badass and you're still hardworking. You're not lazy. Yeah, exactly. But you're just not saying it in a compromising way. I hear you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we could start that. Okay. Stop the busy bra- the busy bragging revolution. Okay. It's a anti busy bragging. It's a sister initiative. There we go. Fabulous. Okay, sisters. I hope you enjoyed this episode. 
Yes, we will never be talking about busy bragging. Yeah, sorry. We talk about it a lot. (laughs) No, but this, we needed to really unpack this shit. We did, we did. And I think we had a really good conversation around it. I loved reading about it. I love reading about it. If you guys have any other articles about busy bragging, shoot it our way. We love hearing from you. Also, if you guys are liking these solo episodes, please... Give us some feedback. You can always slide into our DMs or email us at scoutandmaddie at gmail.com. And if you are enjoying OK Sis, we would wholly appreciate a little rate and review in the iTunes app. little rate and review action. That really helps us bring you guys uh, two episodes a week. You know, how lucky are you guys? Okay, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> <laughs> I think people are, I think our listeners are lucky. Well, we love our listeners. Yeah, we do. OK, sisters. Love you. Love you. Bye. Hey there, I'm Dr. Tracy Dalglish, clinical psychologist and couples therapist. If there's one thing I know from both my personal and clinical experience, it's that we are really good at comparing ourselves to others. We tend to get stuck in the unhelpful narratives that play on repeat in our minds, and we struggle to set boundaries and create healthy love. Each week, I bring you clinical knowledge and evidence-based research, experiences of sitting in the therapist chair, and being a wife, mother, and business owner to talk about everyday issues we all face to help you change the dialogue in your life. Tune in every Thursday to I'm Not Your Shrink wherever you listen to podcasts. While I'm not your shrink, I am still human and I'm excited for us to be in our vulnerability and humanness together.